get to the money. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Drinking After Dark, a podcast where we discuss random topics while having a few drinks. I'm your host, Darius, and as always, drink responsible. And y'all make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And y'all make sure y'all hit that like and subscribe to Drinking After Dark podcast YouTube channel. Uh, tonight, I have two very special guests with me. Uh, they, they're both back again. I'm glad uh, they're back because we're going to be talking about this one particular topic. Before we get into it, I'd like to say welcome back to Monica Meeks and Ron Hayes. What's going on, y'all? Hey, yeah, happy new doing? year. Thank you for having us. Happy new year to you. And I'm glad both of you guys are on. Uh, before we go any further, uh, Ron, what you drinking on tonight? You know what? I took it back to the old Bagwell tradition. Uh, Bored up some crown tonight. Oh. Uh, got the crown. You know, uh, we all know who the king of the crown is in our family. It was uh, my Uncle Bag. Uh, Absolutely. So Absolutely. he was the guy. Rest in peace, to Uncle Bag. He was the guy who had the crown. So that's pretty much why I, I was drinking it because I've seen my uncles drinking. So that's kind of like in my blood. So Ron knows. He knows what I <laughs> usually drink on. Uh, Monica, what about you? Well, I'm having a girly girl drink. I'm doing Chi Chi's, Daiquiri, uh, Publix has them. I don't think they have the restaurant Chi Chi's, at least not in North Carolina. So that's what I'm sipping on tonight is a little girly strawberry daiquiri. Okay, okay. And uh, tonight I'm I'm just changing up. I'm just taking a light. Uh, I'm drinking on this uh, Jack Daniels uh, watermelon punch. That's what I'm drinking mm-hmm. on tonight. So just some. Um, it's real good too. So I'm drinking on that tonight. And uh, so we gotta get into this. Uh, for those who don't know, last week me and Ron talked about the uh, Cat Williams interview, and uh, he he uh, answered some questions from uh, Santa Sharp on his podcast uh, Club Shay Shay. And one of the questions was brought up was uh, Teresa P. Henson's uh, comments about uh, the pay in Hollywood and everything like that. And um, me and Ron was going to get into it, but I told him, hey, let's wait and let's make that a whole nother episode so we could talk about it. Because it's not just Hollywood, it's just pretty much in every industry as a whole. So uh, real quick, uh, Taraji P. Henson basically spoke out. Uh, gets the pay gap in Hollywood, and she talked about how she, how much she was getting paid, and basically after taxes and everything like that, it really wasn't much, right? And of course, she brought up uh, how much she got paid for uh, her role in Benjamin Button when she was nominated for an Academy Award for. She got paid one hundred fifty thousand for that movie. She got paid one hundred fifty thousand for that movie, and of course, she's done a lot more ever since. But um, she's been speaking about speaking out against the. Uh, the pay also too. Uh, Monique was pretty much the the most uh, voiceless one out of everybody who was speaking out against the pay. Uh, Viola Davis spoke out against it as well. Um, Ron, I'm gonna start with you, man. Uh, 
what do you feel uh how do you feel about uh the pay in uh Taraza P. Henson's uh comments on uh the gap in Hollywood? First and foremost, let me put this caveat out there. I am all for equal pay. It doesn't matter your race, your gender, any of that. If you do the same amount of work, you put in the same amount of effort, you should receive the same amount of money. Now, of course, that's there's stipulations around that. Like, I am the corporate office manager for Slim Huskies. If there's another corporate office manager for Slim Huskies, they should, and they're putting in what I put in, they should get paid. In fact, we have women at the corporate office that make what I make, if not more. I know their work. I know their worth. However, I know the corporate office manager for Pizza Hut's going to make more money than me because it's a larger corporation. So, with that being said, everything the Black Godfather said, everything revolves around numbers. And I just want to put some facts out there. When Taraji did Benjamin Button, yes, she got paid $150,000. She asked for $500,000. They, they, they wanted to pay $100,000. She asked for five. They settled on $150,000. She was in that movie 16 minutes and 13 seconds. So it's hard to, when you're looking at numbers, it's hard to compare her salary to the main star salary because he was in the movie the whole two hours or however long the movie was. And you have to look at the body of work that she did before Benjamin Button. I mean, she she's a household name now. She wasn't a household name then. That's what propelled her to, because she won the uh, the Golden Globe, and I believe she was nominated for, for an Emmy. So that's what propelled her to get to the level that she's at now because she did Benjamin Button before she even did Empire. So those are my thoughts. Uh, Monica? So let me start off by putting a disclaimer because this is a political season and people do like to come after me for whatever reason <laughs> during political season. So <laughs> I am speaking, these are my thoughts. GOP, you can call my job. I'm going to call yours just like I did last time you called my job. So these are my thoughts. They're not any organization I'm affiliated with. They're not on behalf of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine. These are me, find me thoughts. So I just want to put that out there before they try to come for me when I have not sent for them. So now we got that out the way. <laughs> I will say that she is I and I is she. Every woman can say that they felt the way that Taraji has felt about not being valued at their place of employment. I did a little research myself. Uh, the median salary for black women is $36,000 a year for white men is 57,000. And sometimes black women have more education and we're making less. I have a graduate degree, as you can see on the wall. <laughs> Very proud of that. Kick my butt to get that. And we still make less than some white women with just a regular high school diploma. I have two certifications. So 
it's not just a Taraji issue. This is a systemic issue and it's by design. They don't look at our qualifications sometimes. They just look and, oh, she's going to be angry, put all these negative narratives on us. So um, we have to be, I hate saying this, twice as good to get a portion of what they earn. So it's not just a Hollywood thing. This is America thing. If you look at Tennessee has transparency salaries and I stopped looking about, let's see, 2017 because I was getting infuriated that I have a graduate degree, that I graduated the police academy, that I have IG from when I'm days in the military, you know, school trained, all these certifications and I make less than some secretaries that are white, white women in Tennessee. And we, uh, most state agencies have it where you can go and look at the salary. But I said, look, Monica, you're just going to throw yourself into a frenzy. Stop looking and focus on what you're making. So it's real. I get the whole 16 minutes. But I'm talking people for the state. It's 37.5. That's what we all work. There's nobody working some extra hours. You get paid if you do work extra. But I'm talking about regular secretaries that aren't even certified professional secretaries that make more than I do. And at first, when Taraji was um, made her statement and she cried, I'm like, well, Monique said all this and she's not getting the support. But it's like, why do we have to soften ourselves for people to say, oh, you know, Taraji's right. You know, women are not being paid their worth. It shouldn't be tone policing where, well, Monica asked nicely and we might consider paying you what you're worth. So it's systemic. It's not something that's going to change in the next year or two. We have to learn how to advocate for ourselves. We have to learn how to not take it personal. And then we have to learn how to take off that S on our chest that Black women do sometimes. I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to sacrifice my family to show them how good I am at my job because that's not going to warrant you getting paid your work. So with that being said, I'm glad you brought up Monique. <laughs> Hold on, cuz you got something to say. No, go ahead. You, no, no, go ahead. No, the only go ahead. thing I really the only thing I really, really hate about what Taraji said is that it gives validity to Monique's comments. Now let's be completely again, I'm just gonna state some facts. I'm not gonna put my personal opinion out there. But when Monique said she went to Netflix. And they offered her $500 million. $500,000. I mean, oh, Lord, I'm tripping. I'm not too much. Yeah, she was taking the $500 million. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, Where do I sign? Right. She wouldn't have went back. Uh, okay, so um, $500,000. Thank you for correcting me. Cause So when she went and they offered her $500,000 to do her special, let's be completely honest. What's Monique's body of work up to that point? Up to that point, she was I'm an Oscar winner. Some... Okay, she was an Oscar winner. She was the, the number okay. one show for Black people. The Parkers was under her belt. She was queens of comedy, so she had her resume was looking pretty good now. So, so you think her resume was worth more than five hundred thousand? Absolutely. Okay, she's an Oscar winner. Okay, let's sit on that for a minute. She was an Oscar winner for Precious. And when the pressures come out? Let's see, I had two thousand nine, I think. Nine, I think it was. Okay, all right. I looked it up. What? 
What has she done since then? Because the Parkers was before that. What has right. she done since then? Well, remember at the pressure, she was white ball, black ball, whatever ball, whatever color ball was that happened to Monique. <laughs> was she was was she blackballed or was she difficult to work with? Again, I, I'm not stating I'm not stating I, any opinions. I'm gonna push of, back, brother. I'm gonna push back on the difficult to work with because um, advocating for yourself uh, is not necessarily um, difficult to work with. Knowing your words, she said, "I'm not gonna do anything outside of my contract." You guys want me to go on this chicken uh, chitlin circuit? <laughs> That's not in my contract. I fulfilled all the obligations of my contract. And I'm not going to do the trap. I'm not going to do all this traveling. They was trying to put her big behind on Southwest. Um, and she was like, well, can I at least get some uh, your first class? Can you upgrade me? And not paying her, not compensating her for her. So when she starts saying, hey, I'm a big girl. If I'm a fly, at least put me where I can be a little comfortable. So okay. I don't think she was being difficult. I think she was advocating for herself. And anytime as black women, if we are a little too boisterous, it comes off as oh she's too aggressive versus she, assertive. She she's angry and I get oh, all she's of that. Angry, so yeah, uh, I think she was all just right. fighting for herself, and not only her, her okay. co-star who was brand new to Hollywood, she was also and who was a much younger woman. Um, she was also advocating for her, so I don't think she was being difficult. I think she was saying, you know, this is what's going to work for me. If you want me to go on this Chitlin circuit so I can get this Oscar, don't put me on Southwest Airlines. Fly me okay, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said exactly what I was going to. You thank you for bringing up my next point. She was asked to go on this chicken circuit so she could promote herself to get an Oscar. Once you get Oscar buzz, you can't just sit back and twiddle your thumbs. You got to keep yourself in the public eye. Just so happened it worked out for her, but that was that's why she. It wasn't to promote the movie. The movie was already out. Mm-hmm. The movement already hit the box office. It was probably on DVD by this time. Oh, not DVD. <laughs> You're right, though. <laughs> so she was asked to do all of these things to promote herself so that she could go home with that trophy. Am I right or am I wrong? You just said The thing it is, she met all her contractual obligations. And you're right. She did. So she had. Once you get the Oscar, you're gonna go to this. You, you're here, but once you get the Oscar, you're gonna go there. But she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do what you guys are asking me to do. However, can you make my travel a little more comfortable? I'm, I don't think that's being difficult. No, it, it, it's not. It's not. But at that point, how did the conversation go? Did she There's get loud? No did she knock anything <laughs> over? Was she cool? We don't know that, and I'm not saying she did or didn't, but to that what has she done since then we're gonna get back to netflix in a second <laughs> so <laughs> she did the same thing as amanda seals remember for insecure i'm not sure if y'all insecure fans amanda seals once her contract was over amanda said i'm done so you have all these promos for the last season of insecure and she's like oh y'all no i've done what y'all have paid me to do so no i'm not gonna do any promos i'm not doing any interviews like i'm done with that part of insecure she didn't answer my question, cuz. What was your question? Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what, has, what has she done? You're gonna need something stronger than that. What has she done? Precious. In between oh. what's up, body of work in between Precious and Netflix. Nah. 
There was right, a so movie, gonna... I think. It was... Um, I'll go ahead and answer this real quick. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I can answer this. So, um, Precious did come out in 2009. Also, from 2009 to 2011, she had her own show, The Monique Show. I don't know if y'all remember that. Um, Vaguely. She... <laughs> <laughs> it was on B it was on BET. I remember that. It I was on BET. I remember that. Was, I remember um, that because she it was a it, she was a talk show host. Yeah. Because she actually after she won, she actually walked out on stage with the Oscar in her hand. So I remember yeah. the show. Yeah. So she was also in uh Almost Christmas. Uh that movie with uh was it Danny Glover and Danny uh, Glo Danny Glover. All of them. Uh, uh, Gabrielle Union. Uh, JB Smooth. I just watched it over the holidays. Yeah, JB Smooth. JB Smooth. So Omar Omar Epps. Epps. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, 2023. She was in Bessie. Yeah, she was in that. Um, she was in uh, BMF. Um, BM no, 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 no. BMF, no. BMF came. She got After the BMF the gig. After, after the Netflix, Netflix thing. Okay. Right. So, okay, so, so in between, was, so ooh, that's in about between, it. all right. So, so yeah. with that being said, what makes her worth more than $500,000 to Netflix? I'm not saying she's not worth it. That's the value Netflix saw in her. What made her worth more than that? The Oscar. The Oscar, no, this the Oscar, the no, Oscar this is twenty too. years old. It don't matter. She's very. How many black women have supporting role Oscars? Her, uh, Hattie McDowell, Whoopi Goldberg, three. So just the Oscar alone, they should at least gave her six figures. Was be at least a million dollars before for, you for come an Oscar. Just because she got an Oscar, an Oscar, that should put her up to six figures at least, seven figures. Case. If that's the case, Cuba Gooden Jr. would have been killing this since Tommy McGuire. What has he done? Exactly. That's my whole point. He's not on Oscar... Monique's level. That's, that's, that's apples and oranges, brother. She's not on his level because he'd have put out a lot of maybe straight-to-DVD movies or whatever, but I know <laughs> his body of work is more than Monique's. So, what has he done? Okay. What has he done? So the argument is, the argument is uh, the reason why Monique brought up the the Netflix thing and her deals because Amy Schumer got you know the million dollar deal, right. but also too okay. also to Ron and also to Ron's point, Amy Schumer has been in the spotlight previously up to that point. That's why they gave her that money. Okay, well, so let, let, let's talk. Like we go. We go. Well, well here's the thing too. That's the well, here's the thing too, there. because they gave they gave Jerry Seinfeld all that money. He ain't really done anything when he did his Netflix special. They gave, of course, I'm not gonna count Dave Chappelle because he's top tier. No, yeah, well, no, let, no let's, tier. Dave, let's talk Dave Chappelle. Let's talk he, Dave he, Chappelle he because because what Monique said, she said, "Hello, my babies." She always calling somebody a damn oh, baby Lord. like these puppies or some shit. Hello, my <laughs> sweet babies. <laughs> I am suing Netflix for racial discrimination and gender discrimination. Okay. You can't say racial because Dave Chappelle got broke off. 
Eddie Murphy got broke off. Kevin Hart got broke off. Chris Rock got broke off. So that throws the ratio out of the window. You can't say gender because Amy Schumer got broke off. Irregardless of what you think about Amy Schumer's comedy, she sold out the garden. That's true. Marinate for a minute. Let me she say this. That- Monique won her oh. lawsuit, by the way. It, they settled it, which means that they had enough evidence to prove that she... Not and necessarily. Not necessarily. Underpaid, not, an underpaid black woman. So race okay. and gender were right. factors and them lowballing her. All right. So <laughs> back to Monique. Monique shot special. Hold on, I got my notes right here. She shot her special at the Rialto Center for the Arts, Georgia State University in Atlanta. The Rialto Center, and you can look this up online whenever you get ready. The oh, Rialto Center, the Rialto Center holds eight hundred and thirty-three people. Sell out the Rialto Center. I know eight hundred and thirty-three people that's going to come out just just on the strength. I told you you're going to need something stronger than that. So, <laughs> IMDb reviewers gave this special. 5.2 stars out of 10. It was described as a therapy session, useless rant, and hood TED talk. As far as Monique's body of work, she did Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, 2008, Precious, 2009, where she won the Oscar. And a small part, even though she was funny, I'm going to give it to her. She was funny as hell in Almost Christmas. But that was 2016. So with all of that being said, even if you want to go back to Queens of Comedy, the Queens of Comedy was shot at the fucking Orpheum in Memphis. The Orpheum holds 2,780 people and it wasn't full. Y'all want to talk numbers? There you go. So with all that being said, why was she worth more than what Netflix was willing to give her. And she went out and proved Netflix right because the show tanked. It didn't tank. A lot of people watched it because they are fans and they can relate. A lot to of a lot of people thing. watched it just to see what what the hype was going to be about. Just what the just to see if she was going to bring it. She didn't bring it. It wasn't funny. Was it funny to you? How many times did you wasn't laugh? Funny. Chris Rock's last special wasn't funny. He still got seven figures to do, eight figures, I believe. This is because my thing. It's Chris, it's Chris Rock. It's Chris Rock. It wasn't funny, though. So we're not going to pay them based off of their funny, because that's, you know, matter of opinion of who's funny and who's not funny. Okay. Malcolm X said this, and I want y'all to really think about the most disrespected person in America is who? The black woman. No matter what we do, and even we eat our own. It's not on my timeline. It's not my Caucasian or my Asian or my uh, Hispanic friends that are mad at Monique. I've been going toe to toe with brothers I serve with, combat arms deployed with. Oh, she don't deserve that. She doesn't deserve that. Why doesn't she deserve it? She got the Oscar. Like Viola Davis, she ran her whole resume down. She got everything they said she's supposed to have. She got the Tony. She got uh, the Oscar. And they're still saying, well, no, you're Meryl Streep, but we're not going to pay you what we're paying Meryl Streep. So this is a systemic 
issue. And the frustrating part for me as a black woman who knows I'm never going to get paid my worth working for the agency I work for. I've already reconciled that. But we're the dis most disrespected. We're also the most un undervalued. And it really is heartbreaking to see brothers on social media agreeing that, well, her body of work does not say that she deserves to be paid more than $500,000. Just because she has the Oscar, don't talk to me unless you come with seven figures because of this Oscar. Y'all said, once I get this, then I'll be worth this. And she got what they said that she, only three black women have received support, uh, supporting Oscar awards. Her, Hattie McDowell, Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know. I hope I'm not missing any. Out of all those who've been nominated, I think uh, Octavia Spencer. No, she didn't get it. Yeah, she did get it. So four. Yeah. Very few black women are rewarded for acting. So when you have one who does get the little trophy, here you go. Y'all said that's what I need to get paid more. I got mine. Oh, no. Well, what has she done for us lately? What, has, what body of work does she have? She has done what they have said is required of her to get the seven figures. So don't talk to Monique unless you come in with at least a million dollars. So real quick, oh my bad. So real quick, um, Amy Schumer did speak out uh, against the uh, about the uh, pay with Netflix as well. But the only difference between her and uh, Monique, uh, Netflix initially offered Amy Schumer eleven million dollars compared to Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. So we have that right there. Um, also, million. yeah, versus five hundred thousand. She Initially. sold out Madison Square Garden. She also had half of her audience to walk out when she made a Trump joke in, I think it was Miami, Florida, somewhere she was at. What does that have to do with anything? They, you're not hearing, you're not like hearing her, white men uh, say Amy Schumer doesn't deserve $11 million. You, But you are hearing black men say, oh, she should take that $500,000 and be happy that she got it. Like, come on, no. No, I, no, 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 no. I, I didn't say, I didn't say she should take that 500000 to be happy with it. I asked, what does, where does her body of work line up to where she was worth more to Netflix than $500,000? Now, so a very think, interesting point. Go ahead, go ahead, Cuz. So I think the point is being made is this. Um, you do have uh, Monique, who did win an Oscar. But also at the same time, you know, I guess the point being made is you got your Oscar for acting. But when you go to Netflix, come to Netflix, do a special. And from that point, you got that Oscar to to that point. I don't, I'm trying to look it up when I guess Netflix first approached her to do a, a special. I'm trying to look that up right now while I'm speaking. It's all about, you know, Hollywood. They have always said it's about what you have done lately. There it right. is. So there it is. Um, Unless you date Chappelle and you go on a hiatus for ten years and then you come back and get paid, what you get paid? Because it's Dave Chappelle. Name right. name name three jokes Monique's ever told in her life. Three. Her, her husband not being able to say the word daiquiri. That's one. Her having a uh, powder instead of actual breast milk because of her age. That's two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck on the third one. I'm stuck on the third one. Okay, now you're oh, stuck gosh. on the third one. I can do Dave Chappelle's whole routine. He's a savant, though. It's not fair to compare the two. Oh, oh no, 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 no! Why is he a savant? Why is he a savant? He, 
So, he so, is gifted. This man's gift comes from up above. Okay. Okay. So. So so is so is it is it fair to say that Dave Chappelle is funnier than Monique? Yes well, or no? I say it all day, all day long. Okay. It's He's hilarious. Okay. Is is it is it fair to say that Dave Chappelle's body of work is has more substance than Monique's? Is that fair to say? More substance. The closer sticks and stones. Uh, on the comedic the level, yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's say that's what we're okay. That's all right, what so we're let, talking let, about. She let's say this. Court. Let's say this. Dave Chappelle, you look at their body of work. You're more likely to go back and look at everything Dave Chappelle has done. Absolutely. More so than Monique. Now, saying now, me personally, I'll go back and watch the Parkers. I think the Parkers is hilarious. But other than that, um, I mean, welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. That's probably about it. I will go back and really watch. When you talk about Dave Chappelle, you got to think Dave Chappelle, when he got on that level, it was because of the Chappelle show. He per he basically saved an entire network. He did. Chappelle show. And then you got to think his upbringing. We all seen him on Def Comedy Jam. We saw Monique on Def Comedy Jam as well. Um, but you seen Dave Chappelle line up with Eddie Murphy. You know, y'all remember uh, Nutty Professor. He was in that movie. Look at Undercover Brother, Eddie Griffin. Martin Lawrence, uh, what's that movie he did with Martin Lawrence? Uh, Blue Street. Yeah. Then uh, you got to think about his specials, his HBO special, Killing Them Softly, right? Which is a great, great special. So all of that led up to the Chappelle show, which took him to a whole mainstream. Level. It a took him to mainstream. Level. So that mainstream, it, that's, a, that's a big thing because now you got so many people wanting to see a Dave Chappelle, which is why he's always getting twenty million per special from Netflix, right? When you have a, I brought up Jerry Seinfeld, right? Though I think Jerry Seinfeld is funny, no, I don't think, right? He has that, he has that dry, that dry humor, right? But I understand why Netflix paid him all that money because they're looking at the viewership that he's going to bring to Netflix. So from a business standpoint, I get it. Also, too, I understand that Netflix could have came with a better offer. Like you said, they could at least did a million. Negotiated. Minimum. They could they could have negotiated. And then Monique could, on her part, you say, you know what? If y'all going to give me, let's just say $750,000. let us set it up to where if this special meets or exceeds expectations, then on the next, you're going to give me a next uh, another yeah. special. And you're gonna pay me millions of dollars. Yeah, you're gonna break so, me off. Cause now I'm showing you my work. And and at the end of the day, put nobody checking for Monique like that. You know it, I know it. So what Netflix does the, do it? So what does the I'm trying to ask this question? What does the Oscar have to do with her comedy? Essentially, because and they told her, she said this on the view. She said they told her once you get once you receive the Oscar, it's going to make you have more earning power. So that was how they were trying to get her. Come on now. We know this is not covered in your contract, but once you get the Oscar, it's going to expand your your, your worth, your network. So she's like, okay, even though I don't want to be on Southwest, let me go on and get on Southwest and, and travel and, and be uncomfortable because they said that it's going to increase my value 
and then it didn't. Because not like I said, four or five women in America have black women have supporting role Oscars. That that's worth something. Did she get an Oscar Bassett hers. Angela Bassett, well, her body of work just got, and then it was kind of an honorary. It wasn't for a role she played. It wasn't for Tina Turner. It was, oh, Angela Bassett, we have neglected you all these years. Here you go, girl. Here's your Oscar. Did, did Monique get an Oscar in comedy? No, she received the Oscar for, ooh. Exactly. Uh, that's my, uh, look, that's my whole thing. So, uh, <laughs> gosh. Perpetuating the negative stereotype of black women, <laughs> with, with, with just like Halle Berry wanted for being a hoe. So, yeah. anytime they can make us look bad, Giselle wanted for being a dirty cop. Oscar. Right. I, I get that. I get that. Or but slave. At the same time, Oscar, slave. But at the same time, was nobody checking for Monique like that. And Netflix. I wouldn't say nobody. She has a fan base. I don't think she has a crossover pill. As other comedians that we've talked about, but she does have a loyal fan base. She had the top show, The Parkers, for black viewers for several years, years. ago. You know how long ago for that was? Like that was last week. But it was the top show. Just like it people still like, say, Oh, Friends was the top show in America. I'm like, That was my son is 18. So that was 10 years ago. We're still talking about Friends. Good Times was a top black show for. For black people. So Jimmy Walker worth so Jimmy Walker worth one million. Come on now. A million dollars in Netflix. That was I was a child then now. When I was a child, I'm I spoke just, as a child. I'm, I'm just saying. Not dynamite. We ain't going that's not this whole apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. <laughs> I think, I think, apples I think, and oranges uh, you. <laughs> Look, it's a systemic issue. I just told you, brothers, that I have a master's degree. Graduated from the academy, and there are secretaries who make more than I make. So it's a systemic issue. You can feel however you want to feel about Monique. I am not going there to. I would are, be the first one to say the systemic racism exists. Go. I am the first one the to say that. Wage gap too. I, but however, this ain't that. Don't make it a systemic issue when you just ain't worth. More than five hundred thousand dollars to Netflix, She's and I, oh, no, I didn't say, I didn't say she wasn't worth five hundred thousand. I said to Netflix, Issa Rae is a perfect example. She went to Netflix with her show. They told her, "This is what we're gonna give you for your show." She said, "Okay, I believe my show is worth more than that," and she went to HBO, HBO. and got what she, and got what she felt like she deserved. So I'm not saying that. Monique wasn't worth whatever she wanted. She wasn't worth that to Netflix. And then she okay. turned around and made it a systemic racial issue. If it is systemic racism, how come they gave Beyonce six hundred million? Come is on she now. not a black? Stop. Is she Stop. not a black woman? Not a black woman. Yes or no? All I need is a yes or no right now. No, I'm not gonna answer. Okay, then I don't blame you. Beyonce is Beyonce. She yeah, is the goddess of the universe. So Oprah told her that you can't compare the goddess of the universe to mo a comedian. Stop. But you uh, and you can't just say that you're not going to pay black women and they no, pay a black woman. It's definitely y'all don't understand how real white supremacy. I do is. understand how real white supremacy works. But I think you can't. You can't say that. Let me give you an example. So y'all see what's going on with the color purple now. Everybody's coming out because Taraji cried. Um, 
oh, I wasn't paid my worth and I had to take a rental car in Atlanta and it was a liability issue and blah, blah, blah. So who are we blaming for? Bring that up. Who are we blaming for that? We're blaming Oprah Winfrey, right? And I have my own issues with Oprah, but I pulled up who the producers are. You got uh, Steven Spielberg, you got Quincy Jones, you got Scott Sanders, you got Kathleen Kennedy. She's hella problematic. You have Frank Marshall, but who are we blaming? Because they didn't have food on the set. We're blaming Oprah Winfrey. Because Oprah's low-hanging fruit. Right. Ain't nobody said anything about Kathleen Kennedy. She worth $400 million. She could have went and got them guys some snacks, some grapes, something from Atlanta as a producer. But the only person that we're dragging is Oprah. Because, because we, most, you're right. We, we, we eat our own. In America is the black woman. Anytime we can trash our own. And sometimes people pouring the gas on it happen to be black men. I said, I haven't heard. Well, Quincy wasn't available. Why y'all not asking Quincy why he wasn't helping them get paid their worth? Everything is on Oprah's shoulder. Oh, she's a black woman. She was in the color purple. She should make sure they have drivers. She should make sure they have food between at the set, their own dressing room. Okay, it's six producers. Why are we only blaming Oprah Winfrey out of the six? And she happens to be the only black woman that's a producer of the color purple. Quincy couldn't, I know he's 95, however old he is, but he couldn't get us a sandwich. Everything over <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up the, uh, I was gonna bring up the uh, color purple, the, uh, how they were treated on the set. You know how you brought it up. Uh, they had to go get their own, uh, own rental car. The blackest city on the east coast. They, they had, you know, they had to pretty much get their own rental car. Uh, they talked about the security there as well. So no dressing rooms. They were treating it like it was nineteen twenty. Yeah, pretty much. Because I, I was actually going to bring that up. Taraji said something. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, Fantasia. And the one young, I think her name is Danielle Brooks, she's new. This is her first movie. She was on Broadway. So she said, I, I didn't know the rules. I was so happy to be working on The Color Purple. I was just taking whatever I could get. I didn't know I was supposed to have my own dressing room. I didn't know I was supposed to have my own driver. Yeah, yeah. So, um. I heard about that stuff as well. Like I said, I was going to bring that stuff up because he was talking about Monique and how she was treated uh, during her uh, her tour, you know, trying to get the Oscar and everything. And that's what made me think about uh, the color purple. Um, yeah, it, it's just a messed up thing uh, right now uh, with how they treat certain people. You know, they treat others different, I'm going to say. They treat others different. Um so, so let me let me ask this. We know how we're treated. Why are we not doing what we can to take better care of our own? Why is that? And why if Monique said that she didn't get what she felt like she deserved from Netflix, okay. Why didn't she go to Tyler Perry to see if she could have got that. The cat was like, already told us about Tyler Perry, right? You keep on. Yeah, they, they, yeah, Monique, they had their feud back then too at the same time. Her and Oprah had their feud. I'm pretty sure. 
And Tyler Perry behind closed doors was supporting her, but he did not want her to go public. He wanted her to go along to get along. And she was saying no. Now, has Tyler, he helped Viola Davis get into a, a good role. He helped Cicely Tyson, paid her, I think, a million dollars. She'd never for received a payment for one day. So for Tyler Perry has done his part. Um, but his stuff is a little bit janky. So if you want mainstream appeal, you can't always do a TP production. Actually, I actually brought that up to Ron last uh, last week about you know the type of projects that you uh, get involved with. You know, you can't. Unfortunately for Black people, you know, you want to support other Black people and all of that, but we all know that the budget around Black production and all of that is is not of say like the um, the uh, mainstream white productions, you know, what their budgets are. And it's been well documented. I mean, you go back to uh, Living Single and Friends. They shot pretty much on the same lot. Yes, and we did. all know, And we all know Friends is, it's the same basically, show as Living Single. Basically Living Single. Right. That's what it was. And not only that, but they gave the crew of Living Single uh, the list of names of what they wanted to be. And Friends was on that, on that list. And they chose Living Single. So they pretty much took that show and put cultural appropriation. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I, I'm not. I never watched Friends. I didn't really care too much about it. Living yeah. singles myself, but they've been doing this, and you can tell the budget is not only in TV but in movies, right? Very rarely you'll get um, a movie, uh, a black movie with a huge budget. Very rarely you'll get that. You know, take the Black Panther. That movie had a huge budget. But they also but know that, that's because also, it's a Marvel. It was a Marvel movie. It was a Marvel movie, and they knew what they were going to get back from it, right? And that movie was playing in countries that haven't showed the movie in decades, right? As well, so you know, as actors and actresses and all of that, you know, if you diversify, you know, your body of work, you know, I I think it would definitely be good for you, you know, because. Depending on the budget, like I said, that that budget, you know, part of that budget is the is the payroll. So all that you can do right now is you know if you sign you don't have to take the job. Real. I'm not saying you, that's real. You don't have to take it. But if you take it, you know, yeah, you can negotiate, but by the end of the day, the studios, the production company, they will always win. Because if you don't take it, somebody else is gonna take it. Right. And very rarely, um, and I know Ron, I know uh, Monica, y'all know this. Going back to the Marvel thing, right? The whole Marvel universe started with Iron Man, right? So we're talking about from Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. Just Marvel Studios. And people forget Terrence Howard was in that first Iron Man movie. He sure was. I don't forget. <laughs> and not only that, this is what people don't know either. Terrence Howard actually made more money than Robbie Downey Jr. in that first movie. Really, I he made know more. That. He I made did more. not know that because you got to remember that's at the time they really couldn't trust Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man basically yeah. saved his career. Yeah, he was so, suspect. Yeah, and then you know Tyrant Tower, he was on fire at that point. Yes, he was. So, but you no, know, whatever happened, usually it's money wise. It was money. It was. He said it, it was went money. back. 
Yeah, he went back and asked for some more money, and I don't know what he asked for, but they were like, eh, we can get somebody else. Right. And they and they got somebody else. Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle. <laughs> they, got, they got Don Cheadle to take that place, and um, it's, it's just been like that ever since. Now, Terrence Howard did get back on his feet with Empire. Oh, right. Facts. He got back. They he said got back he was underpaid Empire. for that, too, though. They said he was what? Underpaid for Empire. What was that getting like? Him and Taraji was getting like two hundred fifty per episode. Yeah, that was Lee Daniels. So he's he's notorious also for underpaying his actors. Two hundred and fifty, two hundred and fifty per episode, and it was a hundred and two episodes of Empire. Do the math. That's underpaid. Compared to yes, it is. Compared to what? Compared to what? Friends, they were Let's getting one million about. per episode for Friends. Do you know how one many million. people watched Friends? A lot. More I people watch Friends. I watch every episode of Friends. I'm See, a Friends look at that. you. Look at you. You watch, Don't take you my black watch card. Friends. Don't take my black card. Man, I'm ready to snatch that quick. <laughs> you watch Friends. Watch every, episode, every episode. You do watch Friends. You are the only person, not black person, you're the only person <laughs> I know that has ever said they watched Every single you watched episode. Every episode of Friends. He was my favorite. So I with that no being, I was okay. the poet. I was at war. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, your guilty pleasure is your guilty pleasure. However, <laughs> with that being said, which show made more money? We're talking about numbers. We're not talking about black or white. Empire did numbers, but. Which one made more? Did, did Friends not do more? You watch Friends. I watched every episode. <laughs> you were unapologetically black and you watched every episode <laughs> of Friends. <laughs> and Friends was on a major network, whereas Empire was Empire on, was on Fox. Fox. Right. So Which they makes have less, less money. Yeah. So uh, we can get into and, financial literacy if you want to, because I said, look, at the end of the day, Taraji has more money than I'll ever have in my lifetime. She's worth 12 X. million. She has a right. whole team. I have to do my own. Hair. My husband colors my hair for me. I do my own makeup. I don't have a team. So I said, well, <laughs> she fired her team. She might want to fire them again um, because they they taking some of your money. So um, all that, you know, even <laughs> actors, you know, they, they have endorsement deals too. You know, the top actors, they have endorsement deals. So, you know, they got to continue to make that money, you know, and stuff like that. And I don't know what her team was doing, the team that she fired. I don't Nothing. know. They, That's why they got fired. They weren't doing anything <laughs> so, because they didn't have anything lined up. She said it. They didn't have anything lined up for her after Empire, but another cookie show. And she was like, I'll do it if it's right. And it wasn't right. And she's like, I'm not doing it. And all y'all are fired. Yeah. And then she got lowballed for the color purple, too. So wherever you go, there you are, Taraji. Uh, but she, but 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 she, did she not know what she was going to make? We're not talking about all of the, all of the snafus that happened during production. The lack of fruit roll-ups and gummy bears on set, ah! and you have to go to the Cracker Barrel to change clothes before you shoot now your scene, and now. and you got to drive the rented PT <laughs> Cruiser. <laughs> so you playing before. Before all of that, <laughs> what she was going to make, sign that contract. 
So it's it's hard to to me as somebody that's that's had to renegotiate their work and their work. When you signed that contract, you knew what you were gonna make. So why are you crying after that? I'm just asking. I'm not saying I'm not saying she's not worth what she feels like she's worth, but she knew what she was gonna make before she even said after she read the script. Here, this is what we're gonna pay you. Take it or leave it. She took it. She said she almost walked away from the color purple because of the salary. But then she went over, she said the math's not mathing, and she went over how much she makes and then her team. Sis, I mean, you got more coins than I do, but I know you you went to Howard. I know you know how to do your own hair and makeup. And it was based in the 20s, so do you need a lot of makeup? Fire those jokers that you really you got a son that's I think he's an actor as well, Marcel. Um, hey, you got a bag handler, you're fired. My son who's unemployed, he's gonna take care of that. So there is financial literacy that is missing and badly needed in the black community. Because we do spend but, but, what one point six million dollars, and they're not—they're not paying her based on what on her on her team. No, they're not. When you go, when that. you go to a job interview, they don't ask you, "Well, how much is your mortgage?" No, they don't. How care. much is your car note? All of that is your personal business. This is this is what we want you to do. This is how much we're going to pay you to do what we want you to do. Now, if you get in there and kill it, then yeah. Go go back and and ask for some more money by all means, but all of her personal um what she got going out, Warner Brothers don't care about that at all. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they don't at all. And not only that, uh, there's been actors who have took money on the back end as well, so they pretty much got like percentage of the movie. Uh, you know, tickets to Halle Berry, Tom Hanks, he did it yeah. with uh, Forrest Gump. She know, gave up um, her whole salary, and then they paid her back. Yeah, uh, they did that. Um, we also had, you know, actors who took way less just to be in a movie with somebody else. So, you know, it's just all, you know, how you be- negotiate. Because they, they made an investment in themselves. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that because I'm, I'm looking past that. I know what that's going to bring. Yeah, so, you know, there is... Um, it's much more than just a talent aspect. There's a business aspect as well. So, but you know, I I believe that you know her. She she's gonna have that. I believe she's gonna have that big role. This is gonna come. When it's gonna happen, we don't know. But you know when that comes, she's gonna have to you know really bring it because you know now you're talking about you know the pay and everything. So when that moment comes, you know. And you're the lead, or you have a big role in the movie, especially a you know a mainstream movie. You know you gotta you gotta bring it. So well, Fifty Cent she, offered her deal several times. So I don't know if she's gonna call Fifty Cent or not. I know he's kind of petty, but he said he would pay her her worth because he paid Mary J. Blige her worth. So yeah, for what yeah, power? I, yeah, the was it power? Yeah, because oh uh, yeah, uh, uh. Power force. I think he paid Mary Three. was a four. I'm not trying to count her coins. I think as they said it was four hundred and fifty thousand. Um, Mary can't even that. <laughs> wait a minute, 
you know Mary Kane. Strong to get you, know, you a courage right. You know, you know Mary Kane act. If you ever sat there and watched to read, have you? She did well in a diary of a what was it? God, here you go. Talk about what she did well in. I mean, she was playing herself, but uh, she did very well. <laughs> She's playing herself in this. A woman from New York. Wearing a lot of expensive clothing, and she still came. <laughs> we got, we got to stop with the Mary J. This is her birthday month too. We got to stop with the we can't. Oh, I'm a Mary the J. Ancestors, fan, but that don't mean she ain't above. The ancestors will not be happy with us talking about her Capricorn season, so we're gonna put Mary J. over here. Next question. <laughs> oh, so, oh. <laughs> and Mary's my girl Capricorn season my cousins Natalie Carrie shout out to them Capricorns we gonna put it over there alright we'll talk about her we'll talk about her next month yeah we all talk about her in a different episode so I want to switch from um, Hollywood to sports um, okay. okay obviously you know this has been a big even bigger than Hollywood you know, the uh, the uh, pagan sports between women's sports and men's sports. And, um, and I just want to clarify, women are not saying that they want the exact dollar amount as the men. They're saying the percentage from like their collective bargaining, right? The percentage, they kind of want more. But um, there's been a lot of talk. I'm a uh, two sports, really. Um, basically has been bringing this up is basketball and uh, soccer. Uh, so those are the two main sports, um, not counting individual sports, because if you're going to count individual sports, I mean, you got Serena and, you know, everybody, they, we know how much they make. They make a whole lot. But um, I guess I'll start with Monique this time. Um, what you think about the the pay in, uh, in, in uh, men and women's basketball and uh, soccer? Do you think women should get be, uh, should get paid more, or as equal to the men, or is there something that they can do to help bring in more revenue for this sport so they can make more money? What well, What are your thoughts on that? Let Let me start off by by saying, my husband is from Cleveland, Ohio, so LeBron James is the king. He is the Beyonce of basketball. I had a classmate. Uh, She's a year behind me. She played professional for Cleveland. We went to one of her games in Cleveland. Anytime I LeBron is in Memphis, we try as a family to go to Memphis. So when it comes to basketball, they probably going to ask me to burn my feminism card because I'm not interested in the WNBA like that. I'm just happy that those ladies from LSU won the collegiate level one, but I'm not trying to go to a WNBA yawn. Sorry basketball game but when we talk about soccer women excel in soccer so for soccer players that happen to be women because they excel and they've won so many championships they should be paid their worth but as far as basketball again John I went to one game because you know Chastity was playing in Cleveland at the time I went to high school with her I wanted to go to support but that's the only WNBA game that I've been to. I, I just don't, I'm not interested in the WNBA like I am the NBA. 
soccer, yes, because they have won their world champions. So yes, they should be paid their worth. So basketball, eh, soccer, pay those ladies. Megan uh, Rapinoe, I think her last name is. Phenomenal. Yeah. I think she just retired this year. They lost, but phenomenal soccer player. So yes, they're getting the notoriety. They're winning championships for the USA, USA, USA. Pay her, but I'm not going to advocate for the same on the WNBA because I'm just not a fan of the WNBA like that. Right. I know they're going to be like, oh, Bernie Robert. You have disappointed me because I was so ready to give you all this smoke. I was sort of <laughs> like anxious. Like, did you agree with me, brother? Ooh, I'm finna light her ass. Did you, did you, did you, did you agree with me? I do. I do. I whole I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with you. But again, <laughs> we are going to talk numbers. Numbers. 2022. WNBA made 60 million. And you can look this up on NBA.com. WNBA made 60 million. The NBA made 10 billion. 10 billion with a B? 10 billion. Average ticket price, average ticket price for an NBA game, $694. Average ticket price for a WNBA game, 47 bucks. Highest paid players, Steph Curry, 48 mil. Highest paid for the WNBA, 2022, Jewel Lloyd. $228,094. Average viewership for the NBA Finals was 12.4 million. The average viewership for the WNBA, 412,000. Average attendance at an NBA game is 27,184 people. Average attendance for a WNBA game it's 5,679 people. There you have it. So, well, I mean, with, with numbers, it's hard to say what they deserve to be paid. And even though they feel like they should get a higher percentage of revenue sharing, that's that was in the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, you're right. You have to hit, even though the WNBA is somewhat growing in popularity and it's now at the point where it's turning a profit. Because let's keep in mind, when the WNBA started for years, it didn't turn a profit. It didn't. The only thing that kept it afloat was the NBA. Right. So that's in a situation to where it's turning a profit, but it still hasn't turned enough profit per the collective bargaining agreement for the players to get the profit sharing that they want. So what does the WNBA uh, need to do? Grow. To... <laughs> so, so my question is this, because the NBA, and I'm not going to talk about soccer because I think we all agree with soccer. I mean, we pretty much, I mean, we're going to bet on any games. We're going to bet on the women's team more so than the men's team. The girls so, are bad. So we, we pretty much know that part. But with the WNBA, 
who was their who was their go to player that could be the face of the league? Like when you take we talk about the NBA, the NBA has always marketed their players, right? Because it's a players' league, and they know players are going to drive the sales. They're going to drive the revenue. You know that's what the the TV contracts. This is what they want. This is who they pulling. And not only that, we we're forgetting one thing too. The WNBA season is about what forty games, right? Compared to the NBA game, which is eighty two. Right. Even with that, out. Even with that uh, WNBA season, they're still competing with the NBA with the NBA summer league because when the summer league comes around. Prime time slot on ESPN. Players that coming over already got all the hype. You know, people have been following them ever since high school. You know, they're the next whoever, next LeBron, next Michael, you know, or they're one of a kind, right? So when they bring these players into the summer league, Ron, I know you've seen it. When they're in Vegas, guess what? That place is sold out, right? When they're in Salt Lake City, sold out. When they're in uh, Sacramento, sold out. And yet, the WNBA, when they put their games on, is not really prime time, right? When you look at the All-Star game, what they put out and display their very best, it's a Saturday afternoon, 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Nobody's at home watching a WNBA game at that time. No disrespect, but nobody's doing it. It's not college football. It's not football, right? So that's why I was asking who who are the players that they can market to actually help push the league more? As, as good as they are, Caitlin is good. Angela Reese, you know, she's if she can keep her GPA up high enough to continue to play, she's good. Uh, but 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 but, but, again, but that's college. That's, that's college. That's, that's, I know, that's I, but that's, they but look, they even college. said as students now they can get paid. They said they're not trying to go to the WNBA because they make more now. Playing they, with their with their NILs than they would right. make going to the WNBA. Right. I can't name a WNBA player. I, I'm embarrassed that I can, but I, I honestly Lisa I can. That's when I knew Lisa Leslie. That was I, like in what nineties. Yeah, and really Swoops and uh, what's the girl named Bird? I think Bird and Sue Bird and I mean Brittany yeah, Ryder is playing. Yeah, I mean, if I think about it, I can name a few, but um, I got into a debate with my daughter, and she she and I debate all the time about whatever. It's like <laughs> she she just she just gives it to me just because she thinks she can, and we got into a debate about the WNBA and the NBA and how much money the players made, and I let her go on her little tangent. She went on, and I was like, so how many games have you watched? Oh, geez. None. That's the problem. It just doesn't make the money as the NBA. It does not. It it doesn't make the money as, shit, I don't know, probably XFL or USFL or something like that. It just don't. It just don't make the money. It's it's doing better. It's trending. It's growing. But it's just not making NBA dollars. Will it ever? We're just not. I don't know what they need to do. 
Maybe when Caitlyn Reese and uh, what's the girl name for um, Reese and Caitlyn Clark? Caitlyn yeah, Clark, yeah, yeah, Clark and Reese. Maybe when they get in there, they're going to bring some, you know, some. Bugs I don't think they are. If I they think go, they need to finish their college degrees. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see them. I don't see them leaving. You no, know, after they till they get their college degree, like you said, they make more money in college than they would yeah. in the WNBA. So what are they going to do after okay, when they graduate from college? What are they going to do? They got to go, something. bro. They're going to go to the WNBA. All right. Right. So, so when they go, maybe they'll bring, you know, a, a spark. They won't. You got to look at it like this from the standpoint. The women's college game is viewed more than the WNBA game. It sure is. That's real. That's so, real. Because think about this, right? Let me ask you this question. Who won the men's national championship last year? The fact that you have to think about it. Who did right. win? Who won? Was it Carolina? No. no. Who won? I think it was uh, Villanova. I think it was them. Oh, that's why we don't know. I mean, who are they? Villanova took it all last year? Really? <laughs> yes. I watched that game. I don't even remember who played. Uh, I don't remember who was in the final four. Last I year. bet you remember the LSU game versus Iowa, wherever they were. Yeah, playing. you remember right. that game because that was a cultural game. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember that game, and I remember all of the aftermath after the game when uh, President Biden's wife said, "Well, we're just going to invite both teams." And isn't that no, what sportsmanship is all about? No, no, it's not. It's not. She tried. Had, L- had LSU lost, would you have invited both teams? But that's another show. Right. That's a whole another show. <laughs> systemic <laughs> issues. Here we go again. Systemic issues. Right. That get, leads back to the systemic. But I'm sorry. I digress. It was UConn. UConn won. UConn? Yeah. Really? Who, who they play they against? Uh, San Diego State. See, who what? They was in it? Okay. Yeah. The final four. Wow. The final four was... This is going to trip y'all. This is in the final four. Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, which San Diego, speak, uh, San Diego State beat by one point. And then in the other bracket was UConn and Miami. UConn. I remember, uh, I re- I re- I remember that. I was not focusing on that. I was that. focused on LSU versus Iowa because it was a culture war and we were all wanting Angela Reese. At least I did in this house. We were rooting for LSU. And my son wore LSU because you, you know what school he go to, Darius. So he wore his LSU sweatsuit the following day. <laughs> that's good. Wow. That's, that's why I was saying the, the women's college game, <laughs> the women's college game has is, is they're pushing more forward than <clears throat> the WNBA game. And I don't I know agree. what it is about the WNBA game, even though they talking about, well, we've been in existence for like 25 years and all this Ain't stuff. nobody watching it. Nobody, but you also got to really? think if you take if you take the 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 seasons that they have played compared to the NBA uh, season, they've only played thirteen full seasons compared to a NBA season. W the, the NBA been around seventy five years, and don't right. tell me they didn't go through those long things. Yeah, yeah, seventy five years. Yeah. They went through their, they went through their growing pains as well, right? So every the the WNBA to me, they need a player that 
young girls can look up to and say, that's who I want to be. So no, they, they, was, what's her name? Joanna Man is what you're saying? Oh, God. <laughs> is that what's going to turn the WNBA around? Is it Joanna Man? No, no, I mean, listen, there's a lot of things they can do. Um, I know uh, former NBA players like Shaq, Tracy McGrady, it's they all said, now. yeah, they all said, hey, why don't you lower the rim by like down to nine feet? They 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 mentioned that they was like because there's the entertainment aspect to it, you know. The casual fan they want to see the highlight dunks and all of that stuff. You know, you won't necessarily get that from a women's game, even if you break it down to like nine feet. I don't know, you know, that's actually gonna help. But I just think they need one, they need to market their players better, market their players better. And two, and I'm, I'm going to say this too, I don't care who get mad, but those uh WNBA players who are on these shows on ESPN and TNT talking NBA basketball, you're not pushing your league forward no, talking NBA not. basketball. So I think that's what they need to do. You know, continue to uh, – they just got to find somebody, you know. Well, it's – they, yeah, they do. They got to be marketable. I'm all for women's and all this stuff, but you got to entertain again, me. I'm sorry. It's about it's about numbers. It and is right now. The right now the math ain't mathing. It ain't. Yep, I've been to one he, WNBA game, and if Angela Reese goes pro, then you know I'll probably go to hers. But one in my entire life. But I've been to a Buffy of NBA games. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what they need. You know. Someone who's marketable, somebody who can push the game forward, uh, things like that. Hopefully, you know, uh, Kaylin uh, Clark and Angel Reese will have some type of rivalry, you know, that went from college to the WNBA, like Magic Maybe and Bird. Maybe that's what they – I was just about to say, yeah, like Magic and Bird with the with the Converse weapons, and I never did get a pair of those, but I digress. <laughs> we got a phenomenal basketball player here locally at uh, Clarksville High, right, Darius? Yep, yep. Uh, five star point guard. She's uh, yeah, I think she's going, she's got us on fire too. So I think we're gonna start watching if she ever crosses over to the professional side. She, I think she's going to Clemson. Yeah, she's going uh, to next Clemson. Because they, I what's think they kind of scouting, but that's where she want to go. So that's where she's going. Uh, what's the name? What's it, Cooper? Amari, isn't what's it? Her? Amari, Amari Cooper. No, not Is Cooper. she playing uh, for uh, Yeah, she, 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 she's a five star recruit. Yeah, she can hoop. Five star recruit, definitely. She's humble too. I don't know. I don't know who her people is. Well, they said that she just uh, scored two thousand points. Yeah, she just scored a two thousand uh, point at Clarks Five. So she's doing really, really uh, well. Yeah, and uh, it was just only a couple years ago they had a uh, McDonald's All American from Clarks Five. So, you know, they they doing something over there. Right, Clarksville High. No. You, you know how it is with Clarksville High. Where are they recruiting from? Uh, I'm not going into that. <laughs> you don't want to no. talk about that, just like Rossview. I'm not going into that either. <laughs> 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 well, what's said does not. What's not said does. It. We already understand why we don't want. Right, to talk about silence it. speaks volume. Sometimes it does. It does. Definitely. Definitely. Well, look, man, I really appreciate you both for coming on, man. This was a great, 
great episode. Um, next time I have a topic that I need uh two people to uh debate, I'm definitely going to hit you two back up and come on because this was I was entertained. I forgot I'm hosting this thing and I was sitting there watching YouTube. So, well, my apology if I get too passionate. I, I'm always gonna advocate for for my own black women. I, show us love whenever you can. Um, but that's just me. So thank you. No problem. <laughs> Ron, any last words? No, no, no. We're good. Thank you so much for having me on, Monica. It was a pleasure debating with you. Likewise, sorry, likewise. So, sorry, we felt the same about the uh, WNBA because I was ready to. <laughs> you was gonna light me you. up, huh? You was gonna get me. Yeah, I was ready. Look, I had my notes and everything. <laughs> yeah, you, you, No, go ahead and put that back in your holster. It's not needed. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, um. For everybody that's tuning in, please, man, y'all hit that uh, subscribe button. New episodes are uploaded every Friday right here on YouTube, or you can catch it on Spotify, our radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, y'all go ahead and check it out. Uh, Till next time, for Ron, Monica, I'm Darius from Drinking After Dark Podcast, and we out. Peace. Gotta get to the money. Gotta get to the money. Early morning, so you know that I'm on Get to the money, get to the money, uh-huh.